Heck, what time? I don't even know what time it is. It's 7.37. Okay, sure enough. 7.38 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Spence Cola Morning News. It's Blue Angels Homecoming Air Show Weekend today and tomorrow. It is also Veterans Day. Thank you to all of our veterans. Joining us now, we have Kate Meehan. She is our pop culture editor at DailyBoom.net. Hey, Kate. Welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Good morning. <laughs> that's, a, that's one of the Blue Angels songs. That's a big wake-up, get-going kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so i got to ask you this question. Uh, are the writers at Saturday Night Live actually boycotting over Dave Chappelle hosting, semi-boycotting, not boycotting? I can't figure out the facts here. Well, the facts are a little bit hazy, but what it appears to be is that the writers are seemingly boycotting. Yeah, I mean, that's what's out there. They've The, the staff has come out and denied it a little bit. Um, you know, the actors are not boycotting. So it's, it's a little hazy, but if you don't have writers, I don't know how you have a show. So those are the people you don't actually want to boycott. Um, they do not want Chappelle on for um, all of his anti-trans speech. They don't agree with him being the host. And so they seem to be taking action. And if they are taking action, I don't know who's going to do the writing. And maybe it'll be a little better than usual. I was going to say, like, I mean, to me, what I'm kind of curious to find out is, so if the writers don't do their job, can the show be worse <laughs> than it is? Maybe it'll be better. Maybe. Because, I mean, the people that they have as, you know, as cast are you know, typically they're comedians themselves in some sense. And obviously Dave Chappelle can write. So, you know, I've always kind of been surprised at that. Like I would have thought the actors being comedians would be the ones who do a lot of the writing, but you know, okay. I guess, you know, I guess we'll see maybe, you know, cause I'm, I mean, I'm sure, uh, Che and Joe's write their own stuff, but maybe they don't. I mean, maybe it's, you know, a lot of people help them with that too. Um, we have a very interesting, weird follow-up to the, the story of King Charles, uh, and Camilla getting an egg thrown at them. And then, the dude got banned from carrying eggs in public as part of his punishment. Is that really the result here? Well, technically he threw at least four eggs. Got it. So it's so much worse than we originally thought. Okay, so it's it's a mass egging. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yes, it was a mass egging, mass egging casualty event or something. Um, and his whole point was to stand up against society punishing the weak while rewarding the rich. That was the goal of the egging that was pretty lost in translation. And he's an anti-royalist, right? Like he's, you know, he's against the royals as an institution, right? Right. And money in general, you know, the rich getting richer, the poor getting poorer. Like that, the concept, yes, how eggs come into play, I'm not quite sure. But yeah, so he's supposedly been banned from carrying eggs in public, which is something most of us don't do anyway. Right. Um, and beyond that, he did start a GoFundMe for his legal fees that was shut down. But he he was asking for 10,000 euros, and I'm not sure the math on that, but he was asking for money for the legal fees, and he actually was collecting some. So people were supporting him. It's it's such a weird incident, and then to hear... Because like, there was an exemption in the ruling that said, you may not carry eggs in public unless you're bringing them home yes. from the grocery store. Like... <laughs> it's just, you know, the enforceability question seems so bizarre to me. But, you know, okay, that's Britain. They can do whatever their thing is. Um, is Jerry Springer tongue-in-cheek saying that he ruined culture with his show? Or is he really saying that he ruined American culture with his show? I think a little bit of both. You know, I think a little bit of both. I think 
it's a little tongue in cheek because, but but at the same time, you know, he started that that shock TV, and that shock TV went from you know the the, the shocking talk shows of the '90s, and it later devolved into reality TV. No and, doubt. You know, you have like the Kardashians, but then you also have like the Love and Hip Hops and um, the Bad Girls Club and the things that are like a little extra violent and, you know, a little more sensational. And, you know, they do things to get attention that's a little more scandalous. So is he the grandfather of all of that? Kind of. Yeah. So he definitely in his own way and, and with the tools that were available in the nineties started that trend of shock TV. And, you know, it's just continued on because people like it. Yeah. You know, I, you got to imagine that the people who produce stuff like Jersey shore were raised on Springer and learned the lesson that, you know, that yeah. sells his, I, I, his, his quote, he yeah. says, I just hope hell isn't that hot because I burn real easy. I'm very light complected. <laughs> and that kind of worries me. Like, I mean, that doesn't sound like contrition to me. He's supposed to actually be the nicest guy. I'm sure he is. And, like, you know, that was part of the character, though. Part of the character was that he was the ringmaster of this insanity. Take him away from that, and he's actually supposed to be pretty moralistic. So ponder that. We had a, uh, a couple of uh, deaths at the opposite ends of the age spectrum for music. Jeff Cook from Alabama at 73 and Aaron Carter, much, much, much younger. Um, I think the Jeff Cook one, the news there kind of slipped past a lot of people. Yeah, including myself. <laughs> if you didn't clue me in, that actually slipped past me as well. Um, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's about 10 years ago, and I'm not sure if that played a part. They're, they haven't announced a direct cause, but they did mention that. So, yeah, one of the founding members um, and lead guitarist of Alabama. So yeah. That didn't get the traction that you would have expected, or at least not yet. Maybe it will pick up over the weekend. And, and I, you know, I didn't watch, like, the CMAs particularly, and I was looking to see if they uh, would, you know, actually honor Brent and Mel, our co-hosts on our sister station here, uh, which they did not on the air, which irritated me. But um, So I wasn't watching, but you would have thought it would have gotten attention there at least. But, I, you know, maybe it didn't. I, I missed it. Uh, Jennifer Aniston is all of a sudden, like, every day in the news with new things about how she hates social media. She uh, tried um, IVF and had real struggles with infertility um you know I, I mean just there's all kinds of stuff that she seems to be producing is there something else going on here that i should know about like why now so much information it's always interesting to me when somebody that just hates social media comes out and starts to talk about how much they hate social media and it gets all kinds of social media attention <laughs> it's always right to me you get it just you get it okay obvious. you get it more than you say yeah go ahead yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, but aside from that, yeah, she confirmed that she went through several rounds of unsuccessful IVF. And I think this is interesting that she's speaking about it now. And she waited until she put it, you know, that ship has sailed. And maybe until she was okay to actually talk about it. Because if you remember, go back 10, 15 years, the pressure on her to have a a child, whether or not she was pregnant, does she look pregnant? Is she pregnant? Is she going to get pregnant? She's trying to have a baby. I mean, these were the headlines jumping off of all of the tabloids at the grocery store for probably a decade. Yeah. So I can't even imagine looking at that everywhere you go and then knowing that you're actually trying to get pregnant and it's not happening. It, it had to be crushing for her at that point in time. So maybe it took this long for her to actually speak about it. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, just 
going through that for a woman who wants to be pregnant and cannot get pregnant yeah. is massively traumatic. And then, as you say, if you're her yeah. and you see this all over the place everywhere you go, it it's it's got to make it oh. so much worse. It, I, I mean, it really is. It's heartbreaking to think of somebody enduring that. And um, you know, so good yeah. good for her for being honest about it now and telling people. And you know, just it's it's one of those things that probably there, we don't really get a lot of focus on that. You know, we seem to have TV shows and movies that deal with all kinds of other um, traumas that people endure and problems that they experience. Uh, that's not one that's gotten an awful lot of attention. It's a painful story to tell, um, but, you know, at least somebody is talking about it, which is good. Kate Meehan, she is our pop culture editor at DailyBoom.net. Kate, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for the time today.